Okay. Oh, I didn't oh, make that yeah. good. No, Char I made, made this bad. Bitter. Did you shake it? No, I didn't shake it. You just build it in the glass? Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this your first time working, working here? Miles, will you shake these Negronis that I made poorly? Um, so. <laughs> yeah, please shake those. Hello, and welcome to I Know the Owner, a uh-huh. podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm Charlene Wellington. I am your host and the owner. Uh-huh. And I'm here with my husband, life partner, business partner, uh-huh. Stuart Wellington. Hi. That's, that's me. Thanks for having me back on, Charlene. Thanks for coming back on. We're here at Hinterland's Bar. Um, I had a different guest. I, I A little peek behind the curtain. I had a different guest uh-huh. planned. And she canceled at the last minute. And Stuart was gracious enough to be my... Third third time guest oh, on wow. the podcast, and I had a is lot. That, is that the most for you right now? That's the. I mean, yeah. I mean, one is the most before you. Wow. Yeah, no one's okay. been twice. It's going to be tough for people and to catch up, but you know, I had. I'm still in the game. <laughs> I had a lot to talk about with this other person, but I don't have that much to talk about with Stuart because we're together all the fucking time. Uh-huh. Is it? <laughs> yeah, is this an intervention? What's, this what's is, going on Yeah, here? this is, is an this intervention. Ambush? Um, Stuart, there's something I have to tell you. Uh-huh. I think we need to spend more time together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there are a few hours in the day, mostly when we're sleeping, thank you, Miles, that um, I don't see you. It's mostly because my eyes are closed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what, so what can we do about that? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, there. If you go to the security camera footage for the gym that I go to, you would see oh. uh, the staff dragging me out of there. They're like, "Sir, you've been here an hour and a half. You need to leave. You need to go back home." And I'm like, "No, my wife is there. My games. Don't, don't make me see her." <laughs> this is so much better. Did you change it at all, or you just shook it? Wow, see that. No, it it tastes it tastes great. I just forgot to shake yeah, it. Yeah, throw some jalapenos and by, in mine. And by forgot, I meant I I never shake it, and mine are probably mine are terrible. So yeah, you gotta now, shake yeah, it. Yeah, I I know that. I just the thing so. about shaking a drink, Charlene, is it's your time to shine as a bartender. <laughs> you shake that thing, you get to smile, you get to show off your tries. <laughs> you're all about the you're all about the uh, body references these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean. So since the start of uh, since the start of the pandemic, I've had to give up a lot of my hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you turn the music down a little at all? I did. Okay. Do you want um, it down lower? No, it's fine by me. Um, the uh, so I had to give I I gave up a couple of my hobbies because a lot of my hobbies involve like hanging out with other people mm-hmm. and playing board games and shit. Oh, I gave up all my hobbies that involve other people, um, like when I was born. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you're an only child. Is that yeah. what this episode's about? Is going to be talking about why Charlie? Uh, why why is Charlie an only child? Why am I an only child? <laughs> well, actually. My parents saw me, and they were like, oh, boy, let's not make another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were talking about your hobbies, Stuart. Oh, but so had I, had to, I had to give up a lot of them, and also I got very sick, and my back uh, got fucked up, so I decided to uh, start stretching and doing physical therapy to try and fix my messed up back. And in the process, I started getting in shape, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I have fewer hobbies now. How about my new hobby is getting in shape? 
So that's what I've been doing and for the last And now that you've life. gotten in shape, what's your hobby going to be? I think it's just going to be <laughs> keep doing this until... Uh, I, I think the plan is to keep doing this until I'm happy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> A Sisyphusian effort. Yep. Um, and that's funny because before the pandemic, my only hobby was kickboxing. My only hobby that wasn't work was uh-huh. kickboxing, and that ended. Um, but... This week we got a treadmill in our apartment. So exciting! <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, is this episode a Wellington update? Is that maybe it's a Wellington yeah. update? I don't know. Um, you know what's uh, I don't know. What do the people want? Do they want to know about bar ownership? What is pre-pandemic a day in the life of bar ownership? Okay. Can you remember? Yeah, I mean it. it <laughs> what feels, was it like? Well, Back- it feels like I'm I'm working all the time now mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm stressed out all the time, but I yeah. feel like yeah. I feel like before the pandemic, I was working a fair amount, and I was stressed out a lot too. So it's the same. Yeah, I mean, it's probably Except just back the then same. we got paid to do it, and now we yep. kind of do it for free. Yeah, this is more of a yeah. <laughs> we do it for the love of the game at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I feel like the it's it's kind of weird because in the pre-pandemic uh, time, the hours of operation were longer. Like, we would open at 1 and we'd close at 4. Mm-hmm. So during that whole time, I had to be aware of who's working and be slightly... On call. Yeah, there's like that, there's that like low level of stress that, that th- this thing that, you have, that is your livelihood and you put all your time and effort and love and money into uh, is open and can possibly be damaged by something yeah. or somebody. Or someone can get hurt. Yeah, there have definitely been some post-pandemic times where I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, good, it's closed. Um, that was back when we could we didn't come in and close <laughs> with the with the staff every night. Well, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> now currently now. <laughs> the yeah currently because we're allowed uh, we've been allowed a limited amount of indoor uh, dining. We uh, we close and we close at 11 p.m. I've been coming in an hour or two before uh, close to help the bartenders Bye. shut down. <laughs> um, and. It, uh, yeah, so it's, it's this, like, thing that looms over my head all the time, that no matter what I'm doing during the day, I have to make sure that I uh, am ready to go back to work at 9, o'clock, 9 9.30, and stay till about 11.30. Yeah. Um, I think once things get back to normal, we can let the staff close without us, but things are still too crazy. And also, um, like... Like, New York and Brooklyn is, has been weirder lately. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say, like, more dangerous, but, like, crime's gone up in general. And yeah. I don't know, like, and there's more to do because of the way there's, there's, uh, there's more moving parts currently because we have a bigger kitchen program. There's more rules, more stuff to clean. So it's just a bigger job. So asking a bartender to work, you know, an 11-hour day and then do this big close... It's a lot to ask, and so I, I like to come in and help. That's nice of you. So what was it like before? I'm trying to think. What was a Monday like before? We had, we had a pretty... Well, pretty... Mondays, I was, uh, Mondays were my bar shift. I, That's right. Since we opened, I was always working Mondays because like, I, w- I would work the day shift, and part of it is, you know, day shifts uh, during the week are not going to be great shifts for bartenders. Like, they can... Over time, you can develop it, and you can build a happy hour crowd, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a lot of it is just prep, right? Yeah. It's a lot of prep for the night shift bartender. So a typical Monday in the Wellington household slash bar hold, we would wake up, 
around nine-ish. No, no, we would wake up earlier because I used to go to kickboxing. So we'd wake up at like eight. Uh-huh. I would go to the gym, come home. We would have breakfast together, uh-huh. come into the bar. You would tend bar and I would do the books for the week because yeah. everything gets resolved from the week on Monday. Um, so I would um, do the books. I would pay all the bills. And I would um, make, like, the lists of what we need to do for the week. Mm-hmm. And then I would come upstairs. That's in, in, the, in the, we'll call it an office downstairs. It's just a, a room in a basement. And then I would periodically come upstairs, and you would be having nice conversations with people, and I would get to join in sometimes. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pre-pandemic time, yeah. And then I would usually finish before you, and I would get to go home a little early. That was nice. Yeah, and I mean, it would be it'd be working a day shift, and day shift bartending is, uh, you know, it's a little different than night shift. In any case, it's it's a weekday, so it's a lot of chatting, and you're you have regulars, and you get a few new folks, but it's a lot of familiar faces, and you you know, it's kind of like a check-in type situation. Um, and then it gets a little busy during happy hour, and then uh, by 8 o'clock you're done. The night shift bartender shows up. You make sure they're caught up on ice and fruit and all that shit. But I would always work, ever since we opened, I was working that Monday day shift because uh, it felt weird asking uh, a bartender to work this this day shift, uh, like a, a kind of slower, it's one of the slower yeah. shifts, and it also, we were a new bar at the time, so it... It felt like like double, like you're going to be sitting here just doing side work for no yeah. money, basically. And then it's a lot of like me coming upstairs and being like, oh, can you check on this thing? What happened with this thing? Yeah. And uh, so so that's Monday. So I, was, I would do that. And then, you know, um, and hopefully nothing, no emergency happens, so I don't have to end up staying all night as well. Yes. And then Tuesdays, if everything went well, we did inventory. Yeah, it's it's weird. The uh, shortly, you know, as soon as the we shut down, we kind of stopped doing our our regular inventory. We do uh, weekly uh, inventories, and we kind of stopped doing them entirely. And then we just started doing like a spot inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we might be ready to start doing a full. Well, inventory I had to again. do one for the for the accountant last week, uh-huh. and. It was tough because everything was moved around. We've got, like, boxes of T-shirts in front of the liquor shelves. Uh And um, I don't know where anything is anymore. (laughs) So. Yeah. I mean, uh, you also hadn't been doing the inventory. You haven't done the inventory in years. I haven't. So that was nice. So, uh, yeah, that's a day in the life. <laughs> that's a, day, a, little, a little peek behind the curtain. Very exciting. Um, and that's how our, our life would go if nothing went wrong. But almost every week something went wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the thing, right? Like, we, we run a pretty small ship, and I think a lot of neighborhood bars run pretty small ships where you, have, you don't have that many staff. You have a couple of bartenders, and you have maybe a porter that comes in to help clean up. Um, but on a like a given weekday, we would only have a day bartender, a night bartender, and the porter came in in the morning to clean up. Mm-hmm. That's just not a lot of people, but like, it's still people, and they have complicated lives, and uh, yep. things happen, and and a lot of like nine a.m. phone calls from uh, beer delivery companies when they're not supposed to come until yeah. after 
12. And so then, like, we'll be in the middle of breakfast and we'll have to, like, throw our pants on and run here and get the delivery because otherwise we're not going to get it that day and we need it. Um, We had a potato chip delivery to our apartment because he showed up super early and... um, we live pretty close to the bar, and we were like, hey, why don't you just bring it to, why don't you just bring it, I had the, I had the scheme, I was like, why don't you bring it to our apartment, because we have a, we have a car, and we have a parking spot in the garage in our building. Yeah, this is which, Charlie this doing is a, a whole, series flex right now. This is a whole, this whole podcast, all 14 episodes was just so I could tell the world that I have a parking spot inside my building, which has changed my fucking life. If... If you ever have an opportunity to get a parking spot in your building, you pay whatever it costs because it is life-changing. So my plan was meet him at the driveway, pull out with my car, and then um, he would unload the truck and we'd put it in the back of the car, go back into the garage, and then when we're ready to go into Mm -hmm. the bar... We'll take the chips there. I think Charlene also liked this uh, exchange because it reminded her of, like, illicit mafioso, uh, <laughs> like, DVD players falling off trucks or something. Um, <laughs> or it reminded me of the time that a DVD player fell off a truck. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I feel like... You like feeling connected. I get it. <laughs> I feel like... Everything that we ever want to do feel like feels like the last scene in Goodfellas. <laughs> like there's always like someone's got to stir the sauce. Someone's yeah, gotta, there's like, a, the there's airport. a certain someone's amount of gotta... like constant low level stress. Yeah, that occasionally <laughs> spikes, but it. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I you know I've never I don't have children. I've never raised children, so maybe there's some uh, like correlations there. But I I feel like are we doing a. Um, is this like a scared straight, like scaring people away from opening a small business? Um, I mean, I don't really know what this is. We'll have to see what it becomes. I am completely unprepared, and um, I'm still hoping something will come to me. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll finish the chip story because it's like yeah, not it's, not it's, that good a story. Yeah, people are but people are like they're on their edge of the seat. How does this chip story end? Yeah. So on this day. Unlike any other day I've ever been to the garage, I've never seen another person. On this day, another person went to their car, pulled it out of their parking spot, and then did not leave the garage. They just sat there in the car with the car on. And we were waiting for them to leave. It was kind of like me being forced to leave the gym. (laughs) (laughs) And we were waiting for them to leave because we knew we were going to be blocking the driveway. So now we're sitting in the car waiting for this other car to leave, and the chip guy is texting me. He's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And so... And Charlene's like, I gotta have my chips. Ah! <laughs> I mean, the, the fact, the amount of effort we have to put in to, to get chips for, so, for something that we, like, give away for free with a sandwich is, it, like, kind of doesn't even out. But that's fine. That's a, that's a whole it's other the, thing. <laughs> uh, it's the sacrifice you make so that you can carry Utz brand potato chips. They're good the chips. Bar. They're good. Um, so finally I got out of the car and I walked up to them and I was like, are you going to leave? And they were like, nope, I'm waiting for the woman was like, I'm waiting for my husband to come back with his motorcycle because I guess he had a motorcycle parked in the street Uh and they were going to put it in their parking spot and take the car out. 
It sounds pretty so, cool. So we both had kind of schemes that uh-huh. we needed the driveway for yeah. at the same time. Um, then what kind of what kind of hog was he driving? I don't know. I think we finished our business before he came in. Uh, I think okay. we were like, all okay, right, okay, we're okay. gonna block the driveway, and that's how we resolved that. But it was pretty stressful at the time. Um, Stuart, have you ever been fired from a job? I know you were laid off once, but have you ever been fired? I don't think so. Wow. I not even like one of your first jobs. No, uh, no. I mean, I think I'm a pretty good employee, <laughs> and I don't. I think it would be very tough for somebody to look look me in my baby blues and be like, "You're fired." <laughs> but um, me, you I mean, I've mean definitely that. not gotten jobs. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Getting no, getting, not getting hired is not, not the same getting as hired being is not fired. the same as being no. fired. Have you ever been fired? Yes, many times. Uh-huh. I think I feel like the thing that makes me a good manager makes me a bad employee. Okay. Um, wait, wait, what's that? I mean, like I was fired from. We talked about I was fired from Caravas for not wearing my only wearing one strap. For only on wearing your, one yeah, strap. Let's on see. Let's see how many jobs have I been fired from. I was fired from my dog walking job because um, I was I was never really hired. It was like my friend was hired and she brought me along and then she decided she wanted a different friend to do that with her. So that was, I guess, the first time I was actually fired. And then I was fired from my job at the bagel store. Um, I don't quite understand why... But I know that I was hired. I was shown the job. I was shown how to use the slicer. The deli slicer the deli or the slicer? bagel slicer? No, the deli slicer. No, the bagel slicer you do with a knife. But oh. I was shown, like, how to slice a bagel, how to make a sandwich, Charlene, all that Bob stuff. Charlene, at Bob Evans, we had a special device where you insert the uh, bagel, and then you just kind of, like, push a guillotine-like blade in there, and that, it cuts it in half. That sounds very Midwestern. <laughs> I wouldn't want that to happen to my bagel. Yeah. I would want it to be... Put in a dirty hand yeah, you don't and wanna, sliced yeah, with a dull don't, blade. You don't want a bourgeoisie bagel. <laughs> Where, like, the person slicing it almost cuts the palm of their hand every uh-huh. time. Well, they probably have, but they've developed this, like, thick Like a callus. thick callus. And there's nothing between that bagel and the callus. It yeah. touches it. The, there's that, no glove. Like, yeah, that, like, thick <laughs> callus that when he's and having then, uh, alone time, it's <laughs> kind of intense, right? It's not unlike sandpaper <laughs> or maybe a snake <laughs> choking his ding-dong. <laughs> I was going to go on with the bagel thing, but you changed it. Um, and I was going to say, and then with the other, like, super strong forearm, he grabs, like, a glob of cream cheese. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And you're like, it on. Mm, so, <laughs> creamy, daddy. So I was, taught, I was taught the whole job. I was hired. I was taught the whole job. I was very excited about it. Um, and I remember it was, like, two brothers, I think, that owned the bagel store. Well, and and then, it's, it's because, and like, I mean, I don't think this is any surprise, but you love bagels. I do. So, like, being, I was so excited to process, be next to yeah, them. You were probably then, like Will Ferrell and Elf. But you know what? That was the closer bagel store. If, if anybody knows, if anybody is from New York, you know there's the close bagel store and the good bagel store. Yeah. And that was the close one. So that was not the bagel store that I went to when I wanted bagels. Um, but... I, so, so that I could have been trained. your that could have been your like that was like the backup. In, yeah, yeah, your the foot backup. into the whole world of bagels. I know it could have been, and so I was hired. I was trained, and then whenever somebody would come in and order something, one of the brothers would be like, "That's okay, sweetheart, I got it," and they wouldn't let me make the things. Mm-hmm. And that job lasted like two, three weeks, and then they fired me. And I'm like, "All right." 
Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't quite understand why I was there in the first place. Like, I didn't really do anything. What, did they give you a reason? No. Do you think, so is that your, like, sliding doors moment? Like, there was a, a time when if things had gone a little differently, you would be... Uh, you would be I'd be a bagel. Up, I'd be, be running, running bagel Hinterland's Empire. Bagel Bar. Yeah. Um, maybe. You never know. I mean, I probably would have kept that job I for mean, years. I mean, Charlene's is a good bagel, bagel place. Charlene's right? Bagel Bar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it very easily could have been, yeah. could have been the path I now, went down. Now, let's talk Benny's here. Working at a bagel place, how many bagels did you get to eat per shift? One or multiples? One, but I got all the coffee I wanted. Oh, all the coffee. Now, yeah. what about fixings on that bagel? Butter. You could only have butter? They didn't have the cream cheese I like. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, I see why that wasn't yeah. your go-to bagel place. Uh, but you wouldn't get, like, I don't know, lox or, like, some uh, pastrami or something on there? I did not eat pastrami back then. Oh, wow. Um my ideal bagel is, is like bagel, French bagel, fries, butter. No, a bagel with tempty cream cheese. Bagel That's with tempty cream plain cheese. Plain bagel, yeah. sesame bagel. It, it goes sesame bagel, plain bagel, whole wheat bagel. Yeah, when when we first started dating, uh, I think the first time we got bagels together, you insisted that we get tempty cream cheese, and I'm like, well, I think she's being difficult. Because she's asking for this thing I've never heard of before. But now I've seen it everywhere, and I'm like, oh, no, she's just, you know, normal, I mean, it, difficult. <laughs> no, I'm just normal, dude. It's a New York, it's a New York staple. Yeah. I don't know if you can it's get what, it like outside whipped, New York. It's like whipped it's cream whipped, cheese. Yeah. So you don't get, like, a giant, thick blob of cream cheese. You can, like, spread it. Yeah, it's not, a, a like, a huge chunk of cream cheese. Yeah. Which, that is part of uh, getting a bagel, is getting way too much cream cheese. And then trying to smear it with the other half of the bagel. And then, like, I, <laughs> I kind of want to meet the maniacs that are like, no, I need more cream cheese than what oh, you're giving me, sir. Those maniacs exist. I, wanna, I want my toilet to be angry at me later. Or <laughs> I want to never see my toilet again because I blocked myself. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I got fired from that job. Okay. Um, now, was it because there was, uh, like, obviously this was before the time of Me Too, but was it uh, because there's too much sexual tension between you and the owners? I, I like, barely remember it, but I remember that I was really excited because in my, in my house, like, cutting a bagel was kind of difficult, and I was really excited to get good <laughs> at cutting bagels. <laughs> and, like, using the slicer and making sandwiches. Yeah. And, um, oh, and my favorite sandwich was... Boar's head bologna on a plain bagel, no mustard, no mayo, no nothing, just dry. Everyone's like dry. dry. I'm like, it's not dry. It's bologna. It's greasy. It's not. It's not dry. It doesn't. It's not like you're gonna dip it in brown gravy. Yeah, it doesn't need an extra thing. Um, so I was really excited about that, and I like I had never had a real job before, so I don't know if I was good at it or bad at it. Like I probably could have been cleaning instead of standing, and. David just told me to get a real job. David, who just went home to write his resume, <laughs> told me to get a real job. <laughs> yep. I didn't say your last name. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. It's David Caruso, star of NYPD Blue. <laughs> Needs to update that resi. 
Um, so that's uh, okay. So that's yeah. that sounds like. I mean, was it hard? Like, it doesn't sound like it affected you that much, though. It wasn't. Oh, like, I was devastated when it happened. Sure, uh-huh. I was devastated when I got fired from the dog walking job, and I cried. Uh-huh. Um, and I was pretty upset when I lost this job. I don't know how long it was between losing that job. I think I got my next job pretty quickly after that. So it wasn't that long, but... I mean, there was... I would say... How about when I was a senior in high school, Mm -hmm. the year before I had played, I was the starting goalkeeper for the high school soccer team as a junior. Okay, way to brag, go on. But as a senior, Uh I didn't even make the team. Whoa. How, how did that happen? Well, I probably gained some LBs in there. Okay. Uh, I, was, I wasn't in particularly good shape when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the coach of the soccer team and my dad really didn't get along. Your dad again? Yeah, my dad. Yeah, there's, there's some so issues it was there. Like, yeah. It was like personal. There's a chance that it was personal. I, d- I don't know. Is that, that your sliding doors moment? What, what? What? How would things have been different? Would I be a if professional soccer player? Yeah, I don't think so. It you, wasn't until so I. I mean, I still played soccer, but I just wasn't on the high school team. And then um, I think I played some, you know, uh, like you know, pickup games. But um, but then when I was a, by the time I was a, and then I played soccer when I went to college. But by the time it was my sophomore year, I'm just like, I'm fucking tired of this. I'm tired of doing. Mm-hmm. Like giving up all my spare time to uh-huh. this to athletics, something yeah, yeah. that I'm not particularly passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, not like you are now. Not like I am now. <laughs> and at the, like at the time, like I feel like I don't know. I think at the time I was like that it there was something regressive about the mentality, and that it wasn't I wasn't getting I wasn't getting the like camaraderie, I guess, the mm. friendships that, like, I think a lot of people turn to sports for. Most because of, you were the, the, goal, the goalkeeper. I was you're a goalkeeper, alone. yeah. I was, you're, like, I was, not part of the team. You're, like, an outsider. Yeah, and, like, um, and most of my friends were outside of the team, and, mm. you know, yeah. I was I was like a, like a big nerdy dude, and... I think I know what my sliding doors moment was. What was your sliding doors moment? Not being allowed back at sleepaway camp. Okay. Uh, can you, I mean, you're going to have to fill <laughs> this story in a little bit. I don't bit. know why, why, but that's definitely, it, like, my, my life changed because of that. Okay. But, <laughs> no, I mean, you're going to, I, I know a, a little bit of this background, but, um, what, so what happened? You, so, you were at sleepaway camp for too long so, and they're like, <laughs> your punch card is full, ma'am, you have to go home? You have to go home. They're like, the summer's over, you have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're like, it's October. Um. So this was I, in what the Poconos can't skills. Yeah. So I went to Jewish sleepaway camp for um, my entire uh, childhood from eight to fifteen. I went um, when I was eight. I went for four weeks, and then shortly after that, I went for the, for eight weeks for the whole summer. And I definitely had a love hate relationship with the camp. I loved being in the outdoors. I loved being at camp. I made amazing friends. But my camp was very sports centered, uh-huh. and it was very Long Island. And I was from Brooklyn, and so I didn't have any friends. But they're so they're so close, isn't it like Brooklyn like part of Long Island? I mean, Don't you're say basically that to the same from Brooklyn. <laughs> we um, so so I had a lot of friends in camp, but I didn't have any friends from home at yeah. camp. Yeah. It was very different. Um, and also, 
The and camp- when you were at camp, you were telling everybody like, oh, all my friends do this. And they're like, sure, kid, you don't have any friends here. I don't think you have friends at home. <laughs> no, I mean, I had fr- no, I had friends at camp. Oh, they okay, just okay, weren't okay. the same. Like everyone in camp went to like one of three schools. Okay. They all knew each other at home. And there was and they're like, like me they're like the and schools other... from uh, it was the schools from Bad Education that movie with Hugh Jackman where I don't they know uh, that movie we watch it together it's the one with him where he's oh like yeah cheating. yes it was those schools yeah, yeah. was it wasn't it like Syosset or something yeah I think it was one of those yeah, yeah one yeah. of those schools was definitely on there it was like Syosset Plainview. Um, uh huh. I feel like when we were watching that movie, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna get I'm, served." I'm gonna see my sleepaway camp boyfriend in that movie. Um, Wait a minute. Are you telling me you had a boyfriend before me, Shirley? <laughs> At least one. Oh, man. Maybe two. Um, Noah, so, whatever his last name is, is going to get his ass beat. Oh, my God. Everybody was named Noah. <laughs> uh, but I think they were like two Craigs and two Dugs. If it yeah, was camp, I feel like, I feel like looking back on my relationship history, I think uh, many of my exes had exes named Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have an ex named, but I had a friend in camp named Noah that I'm okay. still friends with on Facebook. Okay, cool. Um, he was. So I won't, I won't, I won't my, wild out when I see him. Oh my God, his last name is Wildman. Now I just called what? him out. <laughs> he was my grandmother's very good friend's kid, uh-huh. and we were friends in camp. But he was a little bit older. Um, yeah, and you, anyway. you usually wouldn't be romantically interested in an older fellow. Um, usually, <laughs> um, but no, with that, like, we were actually friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and what else? So, camp. Yeah, so you were, you were explaining the so, camp situation. So I, I wasn't into sports. I didn't, like, quite fit in, even though I had friends. Um, I enjoyed hiking and I enjoyed like arts and crafts, mm-hmm. um, but I did not enjoy most of the other things that we did at camp. And the last year that I was there, I got breasts and I did not enjoy swimming. Yeah. And I pretended that I had a really serious fear of swimming uh-huh. and I got out of it, which you did not do in camp. You Swimming was mandatory. Yeah. Um, I mean, camp seems to, like, focus on participation above all Yeah, you can't just, like, not participate, especially in swimming, especially because, like, sometimes it would be cold and people would be, like, worried that they were going to mess up their hair. And there were a lot of reasons why people would try to get out of swimming. And they very much did not allow that. And I would say that I'm um, terrified of the water, which they believed, and I was surprised they believed it because I had been going to that camp for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they believed it. Um, but then... That's good. Yes, until my father came up on a day that was not visiting day. Uh-huh. Um, he came up to visit on a, like a spur-of-the-moment thing, and what happened... That's some big divorced dad energy. <laughs> yes, some serious... My dad would come up every year on not visiting day because my dad and my mom did not get along. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't come up on visiting day... But, but my yeah. dad didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't talk. So my dad came up on not visiting day, um, and they made him sit in the office um, while they, like, I don't know, checked his credentials and then, like, sure. got in a yeah. golf cart to get me and bring yeah. me back to the office, and then he could, like, take me out. So they were like, what's the deal with um, your daughter, you know, being afraid to swim? And my dad's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My daughter loves to swim. And yeah. <laughs> so 
I mean, did you like? Because I don't know. Like you're you're not the. Mm-hmm. I feel like you still have a little bit of water based fear. I mean, I guess that's just waves. Um. Yeah, I I'm afraid of big waves, and I'm afraid of horseplay. <laughs> <laughs> no horseplay. Yeah. No horseplay. Uh-huh. Um, that's an only child thing, I think. Um, so they made my dad take me to the mall and buy me bathing suits because I didn't have any bathing suits. Oh, okay. And that's gotta have been fun. <laughs> that was not fun because bathing suits did not come in my size already. Uh huh. And we, he bought me. He like bought me some that looked terrible on me. Um, and you know, people would stare at me in a bathing suit, so I did not want to wear one. And so I mailed them back to him. Yeah. Um, after he left. And so I still had no bathing suits, but now they knew that um, I was a liar. <laughs> I was yeah. a damn fucking liar. And that I was just lying to get out of swimming. So. Miles, can I get a cup of coffee? So they made me sit on the uh, bank of the waterfront, like the little beach that we had on the uh-huh, lake. Yeah. Um, during all my free periods until I decided to go swimming with everybody else. Yeah. Um, did you ever? No. I was going to say. <laughs> I did not. Um, I feel like in a test of wills, they're not going to beat Charlie. I, I went on a hunger strike. Wow. <laughs> For real? Yeah. It only lasted two days, and then they let me not do that because they were like, this is not working. This punishment is not working. Uh-huh. Um, and... They, how, how, wait, how are the two things, how do they correlate? How is the... I mean, maybe my boobs would get smaller if I didn't eat. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But, like, how did they know that that was tied in with the swimming? Did you, like, announce it? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, like, we had count, we had camp counselors. So yeah. I was like, I refuse to eat. And they're like, you're supposed to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that looks bad on a camp if the kid starves to death. Yes. Um, I mean, I was not going to starve to death, but... You know, maybe on the third day, but not on the second day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, a friend of mine overheard or told me they overheard them talking about possibly calling my mother. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody else was like, yeah, I don't think she cares. <laughs> so Wow. So, I mean, that, that may or may not have been true. That may have just been the vibe I was giving off. Yeah. Um, because... Because my mother also went to that camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they didn't know her. Like it you were a legacy. The same. I was a. Um, my grandmother was part of the council that created that camp. Oh, okay. Yes, and I was. They didn't send me home, but I was asked not to return. Wow. Okay. Um, and I wrote a letter to the president of the camp, and asked if I could please return because it was very important to me, and he said no. Wow. Put his yeah. foot down. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you think that there's, you know, an alternate universe where the the president of the camp uh, had a change of heart and he yes. realized we're where, being ridiculous and assholes. Where somebody in the camp looked at me and realized that, like, this kid has giant fucking tits. Maybe she doesn't want to put on a bathing suit and we should talk to her about this yeah. instead of just being dicks to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that that's is. the ideal way Can't to do it. Can't point tell. <laughs> wow, you're flaming them right here. 
if anybody who listens to this podcast knows any of those people, I think actually the the director was very nice and he was old and he probably did not um, like he didn't know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like some of those counselors should have fucking known. Some of like the people that were closer to me should have at least like taken me aside and been like, hey, you've been in this camp for eight years. Your mom went here. Let's get to the bottom of this. I mean, there's always a chance that those camp counselors uh, were paying less attention to their charges and more attention to, you know, sneaking off and getting into shenanigans only to be murdered by Jason Voorhees. (laughs) That was around the same time of Jason Voorhees. It was right around the same. There's a chance, you know, that's that's your third sliding door. Yeah, <laughs> so I got I got Voorhees. Yeah, you got Voorhees. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I guess those are. This is, different. and this is I know the camper. I mean, obviously <laughs> for me, I think the big my big sliding doors moment was uh, before it would have been uh, instead of moving uh, instead of moving in with you and becoming a bartender, mm-hmm. it would be staying with Games Workshop and mm-hmm. taking the job they offered to me to uh, go out to Chicago and run yes. their, their big fancy store in Chicago. And, uh, yeah, a different life. I would be a different person by now. I know. You would have a dog instead of a cat. I would have a dog (laughs) instead of a cat. I'd probably have very complex opinions on cheese curds, and I would probably like casserole pizzas. It would take Mm. time. I would not enjoy the process of slowly inoculating myself. Yeah, because you're kind of lactose intolerant. I am kind of lactose intolerant, <laughs> but I don't think that's allowed in Chicago. I think everyone you has to be to able to... You have to take those lactose pills you, yeah, so that you, you can eat the deep dish... Yeah, it's all lactate so you can eat, what, Giordano's or... You took me for that deep dish pizza. Uh-huh. Which and, one did we get? Uh, Lou Malnati's, where are we? Yes. Went? And I was shocked that I did not like it. I thought... Everyone was like, oh, Chicago pizza, you're not going to like it. And I was like, what's not to like? Bread? Yes. Cheese? Yes. Sauce? Yes. Like, I don't care the ratio. It's yeah. got to be good. Like, I've had a square slice. Yeah. I, I like, I, I didn't spit it out. It didn't, you know, like, offend me. It wasn't like someone put rosemary on it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did not care for it. I wouldn't eat it again on purpose. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say, I've, you know, I've had Lou Malnati's and I've had Giordano's. And I've had, there's a... Um, there was a local chain that did like a super thick pizza in my hometown in Fort Wayne, Indiana called Oli's. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound Italian. I don't know what it is, but they, they did this fucking pizza where it would be like a thin crust, a block of mozzarella cheese, thin crust on top of that cheese, and then the whatever pizza would be on top of it. And it was like a kind of... The, the pizza sauce was definitely less sweet than most pizza sauce. Like, mm-hmm. I can, so I'm fucking good? picturing it on, like, in some ways, but it was, like, it was so much cheese. Mm-hmm. I remember that I was like the last thing I was, like, I'm going to treat myself. I think the last time I ate that shit was right before I had jaw surgery. When and I, that's why you needed jaw surgery? <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> Uh, no, it was like, I was like, I'm going to treat myself before I have this jaw surgery and then am not able to eat any solid food for a while. And then, of course, I had my jaw surgery, and the first thing I remember coming out of anesthesia is vomiting that pizza. <laughs> oh, no. Big You're mistake. not supposed to eat right before surgery. I mean, it wasn't right before. <laughs> I wasn't, like, chowing down in the fucking room while the guys... Uh, 24 hours before surgery. <laughs> yeah, while the guys piping in the uh, Oh, my God, that must have hurt juice. so much. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was not a fun experience. So you'll do never not, eat that again. Do, I don't think so. 
I threw up baked ziti because I ate too much of it, and uh-huh. I really haven't had baked ziti since, and that used to be one of my favorite foods. Yeah, I mean... So. It's one of those things. Big ziti is something that I I wouldn't I probably wouldn't make. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go out of my way to make. And it also doesn't seem like something. Is that something you see on like a restaurant menu? Yeah, like an Italian restaurant. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't assume <laughs> Not, it like a, like you a Chinese see it restaurant. Like in a Chinese restaurant. Um, yeah, we made a ton of big ziti at my cousin's house for Christmas, and uh-huh. I like helped her. We made it. We made so much we had to drain it in the bathtub. Oh wow! Yeah. And then I took home a bunch of it and just like ate only that for ate three only big ziti for three yeah. days. Yeah, and then I threw then it up. Threw and up. I don't, I may have had big ziti like in the past ten years, uh-huh. once or twice, but it was about ten years. It took you a while to yeah again. get over yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that was with me and tequila. Tequila was the absolute last mm. thing I drank on my twenty-first birthday. Uh, before I blacked out, uh, vomited all over myself, and then shit my pants. Wow, you've come to terms with that so well that you're willing to just tell it to people that you don't even know who's listening. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think everyone should learn from my mistakes. As somebody who has drank too much and uh, shit their pants uh, multiple times, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend doing it. It's no fun, and it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> kind of. Um, Luckily, the last time you got so drunk that you puked, you did not shit your pants. You I just threw up yeah. on your pillow and had to throw Yeah, so that, that, that like <laughs> number of days without accident ticker keeps going. <laughs> that's, I haven't had to do a reset. Okay. That's the last time. What, the last time that I shit my pants <laughs> yeah. from drinking? That was... <laughs> I think I was... Or was that the first time? That was the first... I've only, it's only happened twice. Okay. So 21st birthday, and then I was 26. When okay. I was 26, it happened when... Uh, my ex-girlfriend and I, uh, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me and she threw, we, we were living together at the time and she was moving out to go work at a camp. See, mm. we're tying it all together. Yeah. And she, she threw like a going away party because, you know, there's a lot of friends. So we had a bunch of friends over and I was like, I'm going to prove how like cool I am with this. <laughs> Uh, by and I got a little too drunk and then uh, next thing I knew I woke up the next morning <laughs> on the floor of the bathroom and I had gone to the bathroom on myself and so she obviously got to see what she is missing out on. <laughs> wow! And I did think she come running back? Uh, she did not come running mm. back. Um, but uh, I think I think she had to go. To, I mean, I don't I don't mean score to, for me. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I guess you got her scraps in this case. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, learning experience, try not to shit yourself. That's my that's my well, tip for the day. Try not to, try not but to. if you can't help it, you can't help it. I mean, it. I guess neither time I was, like, really gunning for that, but, you know, it happened. Um, so, how did we get on this topic? Fired. Yeah, fired. Uh, I mean, when I was in college, I worked the summers as a... Um, as a as an assistant to a brick mason, I guess I got fired from camp. Go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, so I was an assistant to a brick mason, and I, I don't think I was particularly good at it. It was mm-hmm. a lot of work, and I was kind of you know I was uh, I was kind of lazy, and it. Uh, so he definitely like stopped calling me back in to work. Okay. So I guess that's kind of a firing, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go carry shit around all day. Why do you think you got fired? I think it was because I was kind of lazy, and he probably found, like, another... He probably found, like, a guy a little older who... Mm, You know, like some guy who's, like, cleaning up his life. Yeah. I got fired from the art bar twice. 
<laughs> First time didn't take, huh? Yeah, I guess not. You just showed back up to work. I the next, yeah. yeah, I was like, ah, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. <laughs> I mean, it does teach you a very valuable lesson, which is if you if you fire someone, if you fire somebody, there's <laughs> a very good chance they are just going to do the same shit, and you're gonna have to fire <laughs> them again. I don't know if that's why I got fired. I mean, I don't know. I I don't accept that I got fired for something I did from the art bar either time. Uh-huh. I think I got fired by association, but um, I'm, and fir- I'm talking about actual like if you're fired for good reason, not if you're fired for bullshit reasons. Yeah, um, the the first time, um, I basically had like my shift taken away, but since I didn't have, I had like a specific shift taken away, but since I didn't have any other shift, then it was like I was fired. Uh-huh. But it was more like I wasn't fired. I was just getting that shift. I don't remember why. How long had you been working that shift before um, you got to take like away a year? From you? Oh wow, that's not yeah. a small. They kept of promising me this other shift. Then when I so the thing is when I was hired, they were like, "We're going to put you on this shift, and then we're also going to give you this shift as soon as we fire this guy." And I was like, "Okay," but then they never fired him. Uh-huh. And then like we ended up, you know, being friends and working together. But they kept promising me his shifts, like, for a year. Wow. And so I had this kind of, like, underlying kind of, like, ill will towards him. Because I'm like, why don't they fucking fire him already? And then, like, every time he did something fucked up, which was all, like, he would have sex with the customers in the bathroom. And every time and he And that's, did, just to clarify, that's fucked up. That's, I mean, the, yeah. At least during shift. Uh-oh. Heard a glass break. <laughs> Like, oh, that means our bar is still open. Yay. Um, so every time he did something fucked up, I'd be like, all right, yes, he's getting fired. And then I got fired before he did. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess that goes to show you, uh, maybe uh, maybe him having sex with customers in the bathroom gave him some kind of protection. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He had the dirt. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. So... Uh, we, we found stuff to talk about. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is. That's true. I'm trying to think of if I've been fired from anywhere else. Um, I mean, I've been, obviously, as I mentioned, I, I've been laid off before, and that, that sucks, but it's, it's different. It's, yeah. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been, like, not put on the schedule a few weeks in a row and then, like, got the hint. But, you know, that's fine. I've, I've never been fired from a job that I liked. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's kind of a lesson, right? Yeah. Is like... From a job that I, like, really wanted. Yeah, except for camp, but, you know, that's... Camp, I know, but that was a whole other Were you thing. hoping, what was your, your endgame with that? Were you going to be running the camp? What's the deal? Um, so, I had finished being a camper, and then I was supposed to be a CA that uh-huh. year. So that meant that you, you got to go to camp for free... And you, I think you got paid like a hundred dollars a summer, something just like wow. tiny, but you got to go to camp for free and you got privileges. Like you got a day off, you got to leave camp and you were like a counselor's assistant. Yes. And so. so and that's that, basically like you're getting paid to be a, a teen with a little bit of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And you like work with a counselor and you help out and then like all the CAs are, it's, it's kind of like 
you know, I would have been, I think I would have been 16. Was it, so. was it that you were excited to get to hang out with the other, like, without the counselors, or was it the, like, responsibility of the job that you the, were excited about? There was about? the job, there was the, like, going to camp and kind of being in charge. Yeah, and like I get that. Being, like, you're, like, kind of half camper, half counselor. Like, you don't actually have responsibilities, yeah. but you have, like, tasks that you have to do. Yeah. Um, there was a, so. uh, there was a, there was a, like, a, I think it was that senior year when I didn't play soccer. I instead helped out a friend's dad who was uh, coaching, uh, coaching a high school girls team, mm-hmm. and he asked me to come in and be a goalkeeper trainer. And he was, uh, he was teaching the like he. It was his first year coaching that team, and it was kind of like his like bad news bears thing. Like most of the the players on the team were very new to soccer. And the goalkeepers had no no real experience, so I got to come over in the, you know after school. I jumped in the car and drove over, mm-hmm. and I got to do like drills, and that was my first time getting to be like on the other side of mm-hmm. it, and it was super fun to get to be like the the, the coach. coach part, yeah, yeah, and and like not have to do the like not have to run around the field, mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead just like set up cones and do basic drills, and uh, yeah, that was really fun. So I can I can get that. I see that. Yeah. I think I would have been a good camp. I mean, I was a camp counselor at a different camp that, that same summer. And I think I was good at it. I think I, like, related to the kids. Yeah. And, you know, like, we got to go off in the woods and smoke. So uh-huh. I got to also be, like, you know, in, you know, bad teenager. Yeah. And also you, with some responsibility. And you've so. always, like, you've always had a, you've always wanted to be an adult. Yeah, I've always been an adult. <laughs> Um, I've, I was born an adult. So I did get to be a counselor that summer, which I really liked. Now, was, did you, did you have the same connection? So you, like, being a, a camper and then wanting to be a counselor, did you have that same feeling being a bar patron and to being a bartender? Ha! Huh. Um, maybe. I definitely, um... Because there's a similar, like, the mystery of, what they get to do. Yeah. I mean, being a camp counselor was definitely more fun. Than being a bartender? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or than being a um, camper? Than, than being a bartender. No, I, I guess, I mean, I was only a camp counselor like one summer. I feel like I being a bartender, a bartender has for some... 35 years, I so like, I guess I like it better. <laughs> I feel like being a bartender has some similarities to being a camp counselor. It does, because all your... Kids are drunk. You gotta sing a bunch of dumbass songs. Dumb. And I know all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess being a bartender is kind of like being a camp counselor, except you're in charge of money and uh, yeah. drunk people. Uh huh. So, yeah. The responsibility I fi- is I finally, yeah, it's, you it's know on what? a different scale. I finally got my wish. Thank you, Stuart. You made uh-huh. it so clear now. <laughs> um, so. Should we do an Am I the Asshole? If you want. I mean, uh, I, mean I usually I'm not, I'm not do going one. Anywhere. I usually do one, and it's like yeah. nearing the point where I would do one. I might have one saved on my phone. Hey, Miles, when you get a sec, can I get a uh, Mezcal on the Rocks? I just heard it being done. So this is. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. See, I could be a good. Shake it, Havakasha. That's. On. That's what they said in camp to, to get everyone to be quiet because it was Jewish Thanks, camp. Um, all right. I'm going to read and I'm I the asshole. I said that weird. Okay. 
I, I left my glasses down. You downstairs. can do a second take if you want, or get um, your glasses. I'll do a second take, but leave the first one in. <laughs> Dear, so anyway, I read in Am I the Asshole because I encourage listeners to send me stories about their life, but you still don't do it. So uh-huh. I'm reading Am I the Assholes. Maybe I'll do it forever, or maybe one day somebody will be like, you know what? Something interesting happened to me, and I want to tell it to Charlene so she can talk about it on her podcast. Uh-huh. But I understand nothing interesting is happening to anybody right now because we're all fucking stuck at home. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, get I mean, it. the most exciting things that happen to me usually happen in video games at this point. I mean, the most exciting thing that happened to both of us is we got the vaccine. That's so true. We got our first vaccine shot. That's pretty exciting. Dear Charlene, am I the asshole for messing with a guy who was annoying bar patrons? All right. I was on my way to a doctor. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Let's pause it real quick. So when you when you do these, do you yeah. usually come up with a verdict just from the headline and then see if it bears out? Okay. Let's do that. I don't usually. So, am I the asshole for messing am with a guy the... who was annoying bar patrons? I'm yes. going to say, I, I can't read that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, no, you're not the asshole. Okay, interesting. An N-T-A, right okay, there. Okay, because usually the they asshole. are the asshole, right? Like 9 out of 10? 8 out of 10? I mean, it depends. That's, part, right. of, that's part of the joy of right. uh, this, Reddit, this subreddit. All right. Am I the asshole for messing with a guy who was annoying bar patrons? I was on my way to a doctor's appointment today, and since I had some time to kill, I figured I'd stop at a bar I used to work at for lunch. It's a college bar, so naturally, you'll have a lot of people between the ages of 18 and mid-20s this time of day. (laughs) Half of the place was full. Pretty typical. I went in, greeted the bartender, shot the shit with him for a bit. All good. Then comes in this really old guy who went straight to the Touch Tunes jukebox. Classic boomer move. <laughs> He's like, do you got any Steely Dan on this? Remind me, I have opinions about Touch Tunes jukeboxes. <laughs> you know, the thing where you put a buck in to play a song in the bar. After a couple of minutes, this guy had not moved and was still picking songs. The bartender sighed and explained that every Sunday, this guy cues like two hours worth of music, orders two drinks, and refuses to tip. It's been a while since I had been there, so this was news to me. Well, this guy chose a lot of really old folk and bluegrass music, which was driving the other tables slash customers nuts, especially since some of the songs had the singers singing really off-key. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know your taste in music, but sure, I've, yeah. I've been in this situation before. Uh-huh. It's usually when somebody cues up, like, whoop, there it is four times in a row or something. Y- yes. Well, I decided to fight fire with fire. I found a few bucks in my wallet. Did I say that right? I found a few bucks in my wallet I don't know. and decided to go to the jukebox after he was done. I put in my cash put in some Metallica, mm. and put in an extra buck to play it immediately. Wow. The song was interrupted. I hope Metallica <laughs> got 99 cents out of that dollar. <laughs> Master of Puppets began playing, and this dude was pissed. Mm-hmm. I played innocent and acted like I didn't know he had queued up multiple songs at once, yeah. but he kept grumbling to himself. It earned a few snickers from the bar patrons and the bartender, and I... 
did what we could not to burst out laughing at the irony. So people have read it. Am I the a-hole for doing to an old guy what he had been glad, doing to the other he, bar patrons? Glad he gave us the radio edit on that one. Yeah, because he said shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that's the thing, is that an ass is inherently sexual. <laughs> so, uh, wow, so let's asshole? see. I'm going to say... I don't know. I'm. At first, I thought he was not the. You know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with not the asshole. Now, when I heard that it was a college bar, I was like, mm, maybe those patrons deserve to be annoyed. But uh, no offense, all our college age listeners. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, I still think he's not the asshole. I agree. I think he's not the asshole. Um, the thing with Touch Tunes jukeboxes uh-huh. is that you can pick. Any song almost in the world, you can uh-huh. decide you want to hear, like, Teletubbies. You can decide you want to hear Free to Be You and Me. Like, somebody who has a hankering for a certain song can ruin a Saturday night with $1. Yeah. And that is not okay. So this guy wants to come in, ruin everybody's vibe. I don't know what the vibe was. I happen to like you know, bluegrass, but I don't know what the mood of the bar was. And I don't really think customers should be in charge of the mood, which is why the bars where I have had jukeboxes, I filled them with only my own picks Uh and not like touch tunes jukeboxes where they can pick whatever they want out of the entire musical catalog in the world. Yeah. And there's a certain art. It's similar to like making a playlist, but there's an art to like making a jukebox. Like you worked at Commonwealth, which has a famous jukebox. So does uh, your bar. Charlene has a really well-known jukebox. Um, The, the thing I got to say about uh, touch tunes jukebox is um, they are also fucking ugly. <laughs> they are ugly. They are ugly. <laughs> like, you don't need a super bright screen flashing you bullshit. Now, Shar, I, f- I thought your policy was the only time a customer can uh, can dictate the mood of the bar is if it's Jimmy <laughs> Fallon with his fucking iPod. I knew you were going to say Jimmy Fallon with his fucking iPod. Oh, man. <laughs> Do I have to tell the story now? I guess I have to tell a story. Jimmy Fallon used to come into Charlene's. <laughs> hey, he might listen. He might listen, and oh, now man. you now now he's gonna come after you. Yeah. After I announce your name and address. Fam- famously vengeful Jimmy Fallon. Um. So he used to come in. I think after New York Nets games at the yeah. uh, Barclays Center. It was the Brooklyn. It was the Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Sorry, Brooklyn Nets games. Oops. They were called New York I, I don't Nets know back sports. in the day, I bet. I don't know. They, they, were, they were called the New Amsterdam Nets. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they, the Nick, yeah. So, anyway, he would come in and he would be like, It was hey, like with his, like, writing staff or some shit, right? Some, with some, I don't know who the people were, but he was like, hey, I'm Jimmy, I'm Jimmy Fallon. It was before The Tonight Show. And he would be like, hey, can I put on my iPod? And we got a little starstruck and we were like, all right, Jimmy Fallon, you can put in your iPod. And so we let him put in his iPod, and it was all 90s pop music. Yeah, so it was like, um, what, like Flagpole Sitter and... I don't know what that is. That's that Harvey Danger song that yes, everybody loves? Yes, it was that. It was yeah. totally that. And, um, and then, but then he would, like, creep behind the bar to, like, fast forward to the next song, and uh-huh. we'd be like, no, 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 Jimmy Fallon, you're not allowed behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, and then he would come in again and he'd be like, can I play my iPod? And I'm like, you can play your iPod, but you can't come behind the bar. And he'd be like, all right, all right, all right, I won't. And then like three songs in, he'd like creep behind to fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 Jimmy Fallon. No, 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 Jimmy Fallon, back up. And he uh, was always super nice, and he was a good tipper. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. You know, that's the Jimmy Fallon story. Sorry, I don't have, I don't have more salacious gossip yeah, for you. Gonna, he was fine. I'm not going to He was a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the, he didn't, never had to follow him into the bathroom with a bunch of people because he was doing coke. No, he was, like, he was a total uh, gentleman. Six dudes shouldn't be going into the bathroom at the he, exact same time together. He paid for everybody's <laughs> drinks that was in his party and left a nice tip. So that's all I can say. Do I want to say something worse? Yeah, but I don't have sure. anything worse to yeah. say. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so um, we voted not the asshole, and the internet voted not the asshole. They yeah, agree. Yeah. The guy on the Touch Tunes jukebox was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Reddit user Lars Ulrich <laughs> says, mm, good song choice, dude, not the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> the reason I got my haircut was because I was always being mistaken for Lars Ulrich. Mm. <laughs> sure, yeah, not, you don't have any no, Lars Ulrich no, stories? <laughs> not today, but I will, but I'm not telling that story today. Yeah, it's a little late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, this, so, is, this, is the, this is the PG-13 episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, we did our... We, we, I think we got some good stories. Do we have anything to plug? Yeah, you can always, uh, you can always support our bar Hinterlands by uh, coming here and buying shit or by buying gift cards, which are available. Uh, you can also purchase some merchandise. We have T-shirts, hoodies, and bandanas. You just have to email me, Stuart Wellington, popular podcaster at hinterlandsbarmerch m-e-r-c-h at gmail just email me and I will send you those details how can you support our bar minis uh you I think it's what it's uh you can shoot a Venmo over to minis underscore bar and how do you I don't even remember how to get the merch I think you have to contact them I think the contact information is on the Instagram Instagram, page Check it out. And they have, they have really cool shirts. And that's another great bar. That's another bar we own. Yeah. And we are allowed indoor dining at 35%. So, and we uh, clean we clean every day. We have our air filters. So come by, say mm-hmm. hello. If you got your vaccine, then come by, lick our doorknobs, do whatever you want. Yep. Um, and we're looking very forward to... Seeing everybody uh-huh. um, once they get their vaccine and start coming back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Fuck Andrew for... Cuomo. Fuck Andrew Cuomo. Um, that's a good sign-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thanks for listening to I Know the Owner. I'm Charlene Wellington. Thank you to my guest Stuart Wellington, who's also an owner. Also an owner. And uh, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.